0: Good morning, everyone. Today's DAF is. Good morning. Boker Tov, right. Uh, Today's DAF is DAF Yud Gimel. And uh, we finished a parak today, and yesterday was Yud Beis. We do a review of yesterday's DAF. Get to today's. What did we learn yesterday? Learn to be on time. Right, okay. (laughs) Learn to be on time. That's one thing. Okay, one step. All right, see that? You're ready learning. Okay, anyway, so. Number one, we talked about the uh, redeeming of the firstborn donkey. We said that you cannot use anything, any other animal, like a calf, or a beast, a chaya, or a slaughtered, even though it's a sheep or goat, a slaughtered one doesn't work, or if it's a trefa, one that's going to die within the year, it's lacking some basic health, it has basic health issues that it can't survive. Um, If it's a mixed breed, even if it's between goats and sheep, it's not acceptable, according to the Tanakam, according to the first opinion, nor is a koi, which is also a a mixture or a questionable breed, whether it counts as a chai or a beima, acceptable. According to Rabbi Lezer, kalayim, a mixed breed, is okay, because both of them are considered se, because the se is a generic term that encompasses both sheep and goats. It's uh, flocking animals, and it qualifies for both of them anyway. So the, since either of them are good, a mixed between the two, a hybrid, would be acceptable according to Rebbe Yezer. Um But a koi, being that it's a doubt whether it counts as a chayr be'ema, would be pro, pro, would be not acceptable. If you give it to the kohen, the kohen is uh, meaning if you give the firstborn donkey to the kohen directly, he is not allowed to keep it until he separates. A sheep in your front of you, basically, and we'll see more about that um, at the end of the review. So, first of all, who is the author of our Mishnah? Whose opinion is being expressed here? So, it's Ben Bagbag who says that uh, we make a limo a, a connection between the said that's written here and the said that's written by Korban Pesach. Just like by Korban Pesach, it's uh, excluding any of these other things, like a calf or chaya or shchuta all those are not acceptable when they use the word se over there so too here so Gemara says if we're taking that drasha of Ses, so then why don't we say it's also zohar tamim in a ben shana as we know there's requ- further requirements for a um, for the Korm Pesach that it needs to be specifically male it needs to be completely unblemished it needs to be within the first year and here we do not give any of those extra requirements the answer is is that there's a rebui there's an inclusion in the text it says tifte tifte double expression to redeem that indicates that there's more opportunities for redemption and not a limited opportunity and therefore it extends it so if that's true then why don't we include beasts include uh, calves or anything So, because then there would be no no value for the comparison to the set. So it needs to be a little bit limited and a little bit broader. And that's how we get to this in-between state. Now, the question was, what about a Ben Pekua? Is that good for redemption? A Ben Pekua is an animal that was born um, from both, uh, uh, the animal that was born from both uh, from a, a mother that was after the mother was slaughtered and then they cut open the womb and there's a living baby. That living baby is called a benbekoah. So here's the question. Does that qualify uh, does it, in, for redeeming your firstborn donkey? The answer is well, if you hold like Rehmeyer who says a benbekoah is like any other animal so then there's no reason to think that it's not a perfectly fine set would qualify. The question is starting only according to the rabbi's opinion who say that a ben is unique in the sense that it does not need to be slaughtered. It's permitted. You just kill it anyway and eat it. Okay? There's no requirement for shechita. So the question is, is that acceptable or not? So, um, and if that's true, so there's two ways you could look at a ben Either you could look at it that it's no different than a piece of meat in the container, in the, in the butcher paper that you buy from the butcher and if that's the case, it's qualified as a shchuta, which is not acceptable as we saw in the Mishnah mm-hmm. or on the other hand, it's running around like a regular sheep runs around and therefore it does qualify so those are the two sides of the question and, Rabba, and we saw two opinions Marzutra says it's not acceptable Ravashi says it is acceptable and Ravashi argued to Marzutra he says, why would you exclude it is it because you compare it from Pesach? Then if then compare it all the way and then it should have to be male, it should have to be unblemished, it should have to be within the year. And you don't agree to that. So he says, yeah, no, if there's a riboyah Krov tifte So maybe, so if that's the case, then include a ben pikoah. So he says, but then what is the seph for? Okay, but the bottom line is, apparently the Gemara seems to accept, at least the before, the gim accept the opinion of vashi that a ben Pekua, does qualify as a valid uh, animal for uh, redeeming your firstborn donkey. Now question next question on the table is can you redeem a, uh, a firstborn donkey with uh, what's born from a sheep but it doesn't look like a sheep. It looks like a goat, okay? Mishana um, Abrios Okay, isn't that interesting? It's always funny how things you Yeah, it is. Right, so that's an example Where just something very oh, strange God. happened Even though both parents are sheep It just came out weird looking And it looks like a different species So, uh, who, in whose opinion are we asking this? If you look like Rabliezer, Who says that even a hybrid animal is acceptable Clearly a nidma is less problematic than a hybrid Because it's born of a normal you know, of, of, of regular parentage. So the question then is according to the rabbi's opinion, who say um, that climb is no good, is that only climb or even nitma is also not acceptable? Yes? You talk about hybrid and everything. Is that the same thing as like a genetically modified or a genetically engineered? De- uh, well. I know the rabbis in Jerusalem were talking about the red heifer. Right. Now, when I was there, and they were talking about. Whether it was kosher to genetically engineer or modify, right, right. So hybrid, okay. So that is a whole separate discussion about what is the halakhic status of genetic modification. But a hybrid in this scenario is talking about where you you're taking a sheep and a goat and cohabiting them together, which is one of the prohibitions in the Torah. Yeah, it is. And that and that's and the product. Is called kalayim. Now, sometimes you did it, and that's a transgression in the Torah that you're not allowed to do. But then there's sometimes you didn't do anything, but it happened. Okay, the sheep you own sheep, you own goats, and they didn't ask you any questions. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and and when it happens on its own, so the halacha is is that climb you're allowed to benefit from the product of climb. So it's possible as long as I didn't do the transgression of Putting them together, of mating the two, I can benefit. I, I can benefit from the offspring. Do you understand that? Well, so yeah. that's what we're talking about over here. So we're not talking about genetic. Something that's happening on a genetic level. We're talking about what's happening in a in a, a putting. Hybrid. Right, right. That's what we mean by hybridization. How far do you have to go? Do you have to keep them in separate pens. Uh? There are certain standards that are required, but it's not. It's not really. Um, you don't really worry about it too much. We, if you we see them together, you separate them. That's what we quote. I don't know if you remember. We had mentioned that then gently in the Gemara earlier. Just happened to be learning Mishnah's claim and it, it doesn't say much information there. It just says, you know... Um, you don't have to hire a chaperone. You don't have to hire a chaperone. Exactly. That's right. There's a, it's a limited obligation, because... You are allowed to even benefit from it. The only issue is to put them together, okay, or hitch them up together to a to a wagon, which is the same, which they is also a problem. A was the shot shana b'ir right. re- in somewhere? No, no, no. I, I, just, I just I just said know. it. What is, is it? It's just a, no. It's, it's just an enigma. Is like a moshen b'ir. That's what I'm saying. It ties in. Okay, so it wasn't exact moshen. No, no. I just thought it was funny, interesting. Okay. Anyway, brings us to a raya, proof. We talked about a cow that gave birth to what looks like a goat. And we said that's not valid to, re- to redeem the, uh, the firstborn donkey. Now, it sounds like that if it was a sheep that gave birth to what looks like a goat, that would be acceptable. Now, who would be talking here? If it's Reb Lieser, of course it's acceptable because he, he accepts a hybrid anyway. So clearly we're talking in the Rabbi's opinion. And there we have now a proof that Nidmet is not a problem. Even though it looks like a different species, as long as it's looking like a species that is valid for redeeming firstborn, it would be fine. So, Kumar says it's not necessarily true. It could be it is a statement for Rebbe Reb-Liezer. It's Rebbe opinion here. And it's coming to tell you that even Rebbe who accepts a kalayim, if the mother is a cow, we don't look at the, at the offspring as being a goat because it looks like a goat. We look at it as a calf because it came from a, a cow and that's basically, and therefore it's not acceptable. Bottom line is, we do not have a proof from this court. Next, we tried another proof from Rabbi Varshmuel brought down that what is Kalayim? What is Kalayim? When a sheep gives birth to, well, a min ace, what looks like a goat, even though the father's a sheep. So the Gemara says, when the father's a sheep, that's called Kalayim? That's called nitme. It looks like a different species, but it is not a hybrid because both parents are sheep. So the Gemara says, "What does it mean?" So, the, so obviously, what it's saying is, is that some, this is not climb, but it ha, it'll have the same law as climb, meaning not acceptable. Yeah. Somewhere in the genes, maybe, maybe not the father or the mother, but in the previous in the genes, maybe the will go. It's possible. Before it gets to the. I mean, how, you're asking, how does it happen? That's what you're asking. The genes. I don't know how it happens. If these things she can happen, it. you know. By the way, the thing on the previous hour, the hour, I don't know if I'm going to say correctly, be to show you, that he used to do it with the equivalent? What? With Petr Hamor. He used to do it with the, with the equivalent. With the value, no, no, value. instead, that's great. He was redeeming onto an equal value to the donkey. When redeeming to right, a full so value, it doesn't matter what it is. Here so then, in that case, you could use an full value.
1: Right. It 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 That's seen.
0: true. Maybe. That is, that is correct. That's correct. It's the, when I'm giving because that it can use vegetables. It's yeah. not worse than a vegetable. Is it an eagle high What did you say? An eagle or a high. He talks a- fast. He's he does. He's, he's yeah, from the, New York. He lived in New York for a while. it. says, "Kanish fast too." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway. Okay. Okay. anyway, so uh, so there you go. So that's the bottom line. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, we're talking about where the leniency of being able to redeem it onto a sheep, which is less valuable than the donkey. that requires a legitimate sheep or goat, and it can't be any of these crossbreeds. Uh, at least, according to the Tanakama. and it can't be a nidma, possibly, or can? That's the question. Anyway, so uh, what do we say about this? So um, the, we're saying that nidma is the same as kliyim, and what regarding which law? If it's regarding the law of uh, korbanos, it's explicitly a text. We don't need this. Uh, um, this we don't need a separate source. It's written down in the Torah. Um, so it sounds like it's a, and this sounds like it's a rabbinic law, so Obviously, it's not talking about a korban. What, what, what? So we're not talk, talking about kachim. What are we talking about? A bichor? Bichor is also an explicit text that excludes a anid, uh a So uh, what else could there be? Maybe it's maser. Maser is a shava compared to kachim. So uh, from process of elimination, the only place that doesn't say something very clearly or explicitly is Petrch What you redeem in Petrch just says Seh. It's a very generic statement. And maybe a Nidbet qualifies as a Seh. <coughs> and therefore it would be good. Unless And now we're saying, and it's but it's no good rabbinically, because the rabbin consider it the same as Klein, which is now an answer to our question. On that, the gemara says, not necessarily proof. Could be that uh, it's talking about Meiser, I the question is, and, and we're not talking about where it's a full-fledged Nidman that it completely looks like a goat. It has some appearances like a goat, meaning some qualities that a goat has that sheep do not have that it carries. Okay, which is more common. Some you know, sometimes it's even though both parents are sheep, they may have like a recessive gene of a goat somewhere deep in. Okay. Anyway, bottom line is. That's the question, and we do not have an answer. The reason why we mentioned Meiser, and we're talking about Meiser here, and Meiser could go either way. Either you could compare it to a Bukhar, where, when there's Mixta Simanim, that would be acceptable, or you can compare it to um, to Kachim, which is not acceptable, even with Mixta Simanim. So that's the, and that's the two sides, and that's what it's coming to tell us. Okay, Brings us to the next question. We don't have an answer that's clear-cut as far as Nidmeh, so play it safe use one that's, you know, has proper lineage. Okay. In Bailu, The question was next, is what about redeeming with psuli hamukdashin? That's a, what was a, what was a korban. I have a, I want to bring a sacrifice. I take a, an animal and I set it aside to be, let's say, a korban shlamim, a peace offering, and uh, then it gets a blemish. So what do I do with the blemished animal? I need to redeem it. After I redeem it, I get to keep the animal and with the money, I buy a new animal that will be my korban that won't have a blemish. But what do I do with the blemished animal? I need to. I, I can keep it, but I need to only slaughter it. I cannot keep it around for other uses. I can make the animal work. I'm not allowed to work that animal, and I'm also not allowed to shear the the wool off the animal or use it in other ways. That's the halacha. Now the question is: Can I redeem your, my Khamar on such an animal that's Dutchman, has a blemish? but we already said blemish doesn't bother us. So whose opinion are we asking? And if you go with Reb Shimon, um, who basically says a donkey is anyway, so there's no reason to say this should be any different than that. Uh, this should be, uh, um, you know, so why should I, be, should I should I not be able to? I don't see a concern. But if you go with Reb Yudah's opinion, who says that up until now, this donkey is prohibited to benefit from until I redeem it, so therefore, the question starts, do we say that since it's by na, it's like I'm taking that Iser and transferring it onto something that's already limited in, what, in its use, which is this P'suleim Maktashim, and therefore maybe that's not allowed to be done. It's like, ain't Iser chalol Iser. Or do we say that since uh, the sheep itself doesn't get any Iser, it's just a redemption that now there's no prohibition anymore on the donkey. But the sheep does not carry any provisions. so um, that's uh, that. That's where the question is. So the Gemara says, um, "Do we say?" It, it, so Mar Barid Rav Kahana said that uh, there is a pasuk for this. Pasuk says, "Katzvi that this Sula mktashim is the same as the deer and the gazelle. What is that? Just like they, just like a deer and a gazelle is not fit for redeeming a firstborn donkey, so too this is not fit for redeeming firstborn donkey. And that is the bottom line. Um, and now that the, that's the bottom line for the rabbis, it's going to be the bottom line for Shimon as well, because once we compare it to a, to, to a deer, even though there's no prohibition involved, it, it shouldn't be valid because it's basically taken out of the characteristic of being a seh. Okay. Brings us to the, uh, to the next question. Can we redeem firstborn donkeys with an animal that has sanctity of kedusha shavis on it? Meaning, I have fruit. Um, I have a nice orange grove in Israel, and um, I um, and it's shemitah year. So, what do I do? Is I open all the things and let everybody take, but I you know as much fruit as they want, and I also can take as much as I want. But even though I took as much as I want, it's more than. Uh, I, I i you know i I need to eat other things i can 't just survive the year on oranges, so I want to trade my orange for something else so the Allah is is that I can give those oranges away to somebody else and in, get something in exchange now the thing that I get in exchange carries with it the same limitations that the fruit do, which limits my my period of time until when i 'm allowed to eat it and i 'm allowed to benefit from it so Let's say I trade it for a man for his goat. Can I now that goat has to be eaten by a specific date? My question is, the question is, can we use that goat to redeem my firstborn donkey? Now. Clearly that should be prohibited to do in a regular case, because if my donkey is um, is obligated to be redeemed, and now I'm saving money by using this animal that came from my Shemitah produce, so then I am basically dealing with business with my Shemitah stuff. And that's not allowed. It's a business transaction already, because I'm making money off it. I'm getting all the advantage of having a full value of a donkey for a sheep that didn't even cost me anything because it's from my Shemitah produce that is free for all, that's supposed to be available to everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's for sure not allowed. The question is strictly in this scenario where I, it's a doubt whether I'm obligated. The, the donkey in question um, gave birth to a uh, to male and a female. I'm not sure which one came out first. So I have a suffolk whether I need to redeem it. So then what do I do? I transfer, if there's a condition, I'm transferring it onto the, this, this goat or sheep, and then I'm going to just eat it and keep it for myself. I'm not even going to give it to the Cohen. So, so since I'm anyway not going to give it to the coin, perhaps... I'm able, to, uh, transfer, I'm able to do so because it's not considered like money on the one hand, or do we say that still in all, since it's prohibited up until I redeem it, so therefore maybe if it would be like Rub Shimon, where there's no prohibitions, so maybe this should not be a problem. But if you hold like Rup Yudah that there is a prohibition, I'm still in a way profiting from this process mm-hmm. uh, because now I'll be allowed to use this donkey. So that is the question on the table, so the Gemara asks answers um, from Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says that an animal that shmita, you cannot redeem a Vadai, but you can redeem a suffik. Okay, so a doubt, which in other words, we are, I'm going to be keeping the animal, that is okay. Um, also, um, uh, 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 so that 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 answers the question. So we have an answer now. Once we mention this din of Rav Chizda. So we cut a little bit, sidetracked to another halacha. We have a, uh, a, a sabbatical animal, an animal that's traded for uh, sabbatical produce. So the halacha <laughs> is is that if it gives birth to a firstborn, they do not have to <coughs> redeem. There is no laws of the Chorah on that animal. Okay, And it's also Chayv in Matonos, that, I, that when I slaughter that animal, I have to give the regular gifts that I normally have to give a coin of any animal that I slaughter, the zroa, the l'chayayim, and the keva, those body parts. Now, question is, why is it not chayv Because the Torah says that it's l'achla v'lo it's for eating, and it's not for burning. Um, now, um, the question then is, we have a kasha on this. We know that when it comes to hafreshah's chal, the separating of the chala from the dough, which is obligation to give a portion of every dough that we, when we need a significant amount of dough, you have to give a portion to the coin to eat. And the halacha is over there that if it's dough that was a product from Shemitah produce, I have to, and I did not separate the, the chala, that I'm, I'm chayiv, I, meaning I, I'm obligated to separate the challah. The question is, why would I be obligated? What about the fact that if it, that challah becomes tummy, it will need to be burned, and then and the Torah's uh, limits that I'm only allowed to eat the shemitah product. I'm not allowed to destroy shemitah. That's why it's very strict. When you have shemitah produce, you don't just throw it out. You have to put it in a special container, whatever. It's you have to know how to keep the the sanctity of the of the shemitah produce. Anyway, so so anyway the bottom line is uh, is that uh, that's different because <coughs> the pasuk says Lidoro which tells us that the mitzvah of is applicable in all times even uh, even on a shemitah year so the Gemara says why don't we use that as a basis that it's okay to burn uh, you know and maybe you should, you should be chayv as well so the Gemara says the difference is is that when it comes to Bukhar, the primary is for burning because that's what you do with the carbon. you bring it up on the altar portions of it are burnt which is a transgression or against the principles of Shemitah. Over here, the challah is not given for burning. It's given for the Kohen to make his pizza out of. Okay? I mean, that's what he's going to do with it. Or, you know, or uh, whatever. Or matzah. Whatever it is. You want whatever it carries in the mood for That's what he'll make with it. The point. Okay. 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 So nowadays, in the you trial, you have, you have your Yisash your, your, your Shvi, right? shvius. You take challah off. You burn it. You burn it, right? It becomes the din, right? It's still, but since the ikker din is for eating, so therefore that's why it, it certainly that's why it's different. That's why it, it it will override, and that's why you can't. But you can extrapolate from there the fact that there's should, pe- you, should you burn it these days though, or should you just put it aside? And just you know, put it in, you know like you do with any any leftovers. Like you have, you eat perishables you have the apple core left over you can't just throw it out you put it aside aside right maybe you so should maybe do that that's a good question I don't know what I'm very curious what they, 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 they what do they do practically now that uh, put it in a special bag what do they do with this yeah they yeah, have they a, a special garbage for, for. it's not yeah. a garbage special bag Pach it's, 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 it's called what is it it has to be right away away then you can discard it. what Right, more. More. right, then it'll be okay. Right, it loses its uh, its capacity food. Up. With color, why, why is it we don't years? give the an ko- 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 Israel? We'll because say, nowadays it's, nowadays we all we're all know, impure. The assumption we all is we're all impure, and it needs to be in Bikidusha That's uh, why. That's why. Okay. Anyway, brings <clears> us to the mishnah. So uh, we talked about somebody separated his uh, firstborn donkey, and then he transferred it onto the sheep, and then the sheep dies. Okay, before he got around to giving it to the coin. So the Mishnah says that according to Rebbe um that's too bad, you know. but you've got to get a new sheep and give that sheep to the coin. Because until it's... Get... Oh, I skipped a part. You're right. We don't trust quantum. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I was okay. okay, hoping you wouldn't sorry. do it. But <laughs> we do not trust quantum. Right? I forgot about that. Okay, right. <laughs> right. I was I was I was trying to be sensitive to Gary. I don't want to feel uh, bad. Uh, we can count on reuben reminding him reminding <laughs> everyone of <in> that fact. <laughs> anyway, you're right. Uh, so so it's an interesting uh, that it happens to be a very interesting aloha. Thank you for reminding me. It happens to be a very interesting aloha about uh, Um, being that for a Kohen, there is no practical difference whether you transfer it onto the sheep or not. Either way, he gets to eat the sheep and do with it as he pleases. So it doesn't really make a difference. So he could say he did it, even though he didn't do it. Because there's no real, and that's why there's a concern. As opposed to um, everyone else who makes a practical difference. If I don't redeem it, I'm forbidden. And when I redeem it, then it becomes permitted. So therefore, I'm going to, Definitely do it. But for a Kohen, there's a bigger concern, and that's why we need to see him do it. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, be that as it may, the Mishnah talks about where the, the animal dies. So Rabbi Ezra says this is comparable to Pigeon of Ben. And just like the redemption of the firstborn son, just because I separated five silver coins to redeem the firstborn son, it does not mean uh, that I'm freed my obligation until I hand it over to the Kohen, to the priest. That's what i got to do. What if I didn't do that? I almost did it. <laughs> it's not going to work. And then it fell down, you know, uh, uh, till it's given. It's not over. So same thing over here. Come say no. You're not obligated to responsibility because once you said that this sheep is taking the place of the donkey, it's done. And now you have a sheep that belongs to the coin in your domain. But what happened is his loss, basically. Um, and therefore it's no different than, than redeeming of, of, of the second tithe, which, you know, once you redeem it, it's done. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Sadoch, um testified that a pidgin if it dies, the coin doesn't get anything. In other words, there is no new obligation. You know, The dead sheep is, is all he gets. Now, um, what if the pet, firstborn donkey dies? According to Rabbi Yezer, it's the reverse. Rabbi Lezer says that donkey still retains its sanctity, and needs to be buried. can't benefit from it. And according to... Um, uh, but the sheep, you can keep because uh, it hasn't been transferred, really. And the Chum say, no, there's no need to redeem it. Um, you don't, there's no need to bury the, the donkey, do with it as you please, because it's already been transferred. And you have to give the sheep to the Kohen because it's his sheep already. And that's the opinion of the, rabbi, the rabbis. Now, comes along, Reb Yosef explains Reb Liezer's reasoning, it's based on the drush it says, comparing Bechor Odom to Bechor Be'imet and just like by Bechor Odom, you're in the you're obligated, so too by Bechor Be'imet you're obligated, on that Abay says, if that's true, why don't we say that it's Mut'er and clearly, we've proved that Reb Liezer holds that it's Aser Ba'ana until it's redeemed, the donkey, firstborn donkey, you cannot benefit from it in any way until it's been redeemed, um, and that's provable from the fact that you have to bury it um, and it's not talking about just any burial because then it wouldn't be compared to Bechor every human needs to be buried so um, and uh, we brought a further proof from Rebbe Yezer that uh, he says that if Yisrael has a Suffolk better in his house, he needs to separate the sheep because it's prohibited until he separates it, even though it's in doubt anyway, bottom line is, Rebbe says is that it's based on the Pasuk the Pasuk says, As far as redemption, we compare firstborn donkey with firstborn man, but not as far as the other facets. So as far as being permitted or prohibited, it doesn't automatically compare to the man. And that is as far as we got up to yesterday. And we'll take it from...